Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how it's okay to have a little hair on the deal. Before we do that, though, quick announcement. This is the last week to get your ticket for the live event, and there was only one left at the time of recording this, so are you the lucky one? We'll talk about it all week, and uh, when it sells, it sells. You'll know because I'll, uh, I'll change the website to sold out. So anyway, that's it. Here we go. Hey, happy Monday. What's up? <laughs> Sorry, I was like getting into that. I was like, wow, yeah, you said one You said one last time, Adam. What kind of sales tactic is that? Well, I want to clarify that because I don't want people to be like, hey, y'all are lying to us. You did try to do a sales tactic. We had two seats that people had to back out on. Uh, we told them, you know, we were good guys. We figured it would sell out. So we gave them their money back and let them back out on it. So they they had some other things come up. So that's why there's one seat left and it was one seat left last week because we've had a few people buy since then and they're going, I thought I was the last ticket. So just wanted to clarify. Huh. Well, it's there. Yay. You know, so there will be, uh, there'll either be 34 or 35 people there. So um, I'm hoping there's 35, but whatever. There'll be more than 35 because we've got some people. people. We've got some guests. I'm talking about uh, people that bought tickets. Okay, man. Okay. Look at Mr. Data Guy. We, just going to be to the point. We don't count. Okay. Beth, you heard him. You don't count. Beth is on our team. So she, yeah, she should be happy not to count. <laughs> oh, man. Well, how's your weekend? Weekend was. Uh, Good, I guess. It's kind of non-exciting. What's the word? Nothing, nothing, no crazy events, nothing really going on. You actually forgot to mention that you went to your first electronic show in over 20 years with me. Not not just in 20 years, but just period. Is that ever? Yeah. You've never been? Well, why? No, I've never been, no. I felt like you have once before, like in our early 20s. It was if just it, when we went battle dancing at clubs. <laughs> if it if it happened, it was must have been so bad I blacked out. But I, I don't I don't remember. Yeah, man, it was a good time though. You you can't admit it wasn't as bad as you thought it was going to be. It wasn't as bad. No, it definitely was not as bad as I thought it was gonna was going to be. And I was there, so I was like, well, I'm gonna make a good time of it. You know, I'm not gonna mm-hmm. sit around and just hate it. And you know, so I did a little did a little dancing, just shook a little romp. Yeah, you like it. Yeah, it was. An older crowd. There was okay. not as many crazy dressed people as I imagined, but those freaks definitely did show up. <laughs> freaks. They were definitely there. You know, there I was mean? freaks. They, they, just yeah. because the girl decides to wear a fishnet. No, no, no. I'm suit not. I'm with talking, wings. I'm talking about the guys who wore the fishnet suit with wings. <laughs> there was a couple of those. Yeah. Not very many though, and that's why I was like, I was like glad that you said okay to this show because it was a little, a little older crowd, a little bit more tamed, and you I mean it looked like you had some good company. With you, I did have some good company with that's, me. Yeah. That's always nice to see. I like it when you have good people around you. I mean, I'm I can only be around you so much, so I like when you have good people around you when I'm not there. Yeah, but I was there, so you had lots of good people around you. Yeah, so good yeah. times, man. I'm, I'm loving it. You're like so like introvert and coy right now that I'm like, yeah. Okay. No, it's because I know I kind of think that you want me to talk about who was with me, and I'm not ready to bring that. Okay, to the show. Yet. You're not talking about the show. Yeah. Our our listeners are ready. They're sitting in suspense. They're on the edge of their seats and they want to know who went with Adam to the show to be determined on a later date. Yeah, A, I'd be that would that would be that would surprise me if that was true, but <laughs> we're not there yet, so I don't want to I I don't think it would because you know, you you had the the breakup. You had people reach out and say, "Hey man, I'm sorry to hear about the breakup." And that's, you know, we never really came out and said it during the show, 
but that you know that's the real thing that happened. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the direction of this episode right now. So uh, we're we're gonna get out of this. We're talking about hair on a deal, and there's always a hair on a deal in a relationship, and new things getting started. And we're gonna get to the hair on a deal, but you know. As with anything in the show, it's our journey, it's our perspective changes, the things happen, life continues to move forward, we have ups, we have downs, we have all of it, and our listeners have been a part of that for a year with us, so they're here with us in suspense, we'll get back to that in another episode, not today, but I want to talk about hair on deals. Yeah, well, let's talk about them, because it seems to kind of be the norm nowadays. Dude, you you have said, like, you're saying exactly what I talked to somebody else about this week, and as you start to get in some of these markets, like we, I think we mailed a market. A guy tells me he has four or five letters in front of him, and people we all know people will hold them and thing. And you're like, oh, is it getting too saturated? I don't want to say that because that's to me is like just giving up on everything. You're looking for an excuse out. But I will say that there are a lot of people that are skating over the hair on the deal, like a, a hairier a deal with a little bit of hair on it. Meaning, you know, there may have been a death and a deed, or there, you know, it's a great granddaughter, and you don't understand how probate works in that state you're working, and that's a common thing that we're going to see is generational land is you kind of got to know how you work through those different things in different states. And, you know, we talk about leveraging professionals in those states, and that's why we do that. Yeah, what I find interesting is that, you know, I I very much like deals that don't have any problems with them. You know, Mm -hmm. I just send out enough mail, and if I only get problems back, I'll just send more mail, right? That's kind of been previous me. Mm -hmm. And what I find funny now is that in counties where I know there's a lot of investors working, like, you know, let's say Western part of the United States, I still get people that you'll mail and they've never received an offer like this before, mm-hmm. even though you consider it like a heavily worked county. Mm-hmm. And now we've mailed counties that are more expensive and they're nicer and they're different areas. Not as many people work in them and they're saying they got four or eight offers. Mm-hmm. right? And we're seeing a lot more headaches. Well, yeah. Not necessarily headaches, but just deals you have to work through. And I almost would think it would be the opposite because you got, well, you can go online and you can see there's 20 investors working in one county. You would think... Yeah. You would think people would be flooded with stuff, but it just doesn't seem to be that way. Anyway, yeah, there's a lot I, of that going on. Yeah, there is. And, you know, we saw things like, I, I would say access, you know, you're looking at it and you're like, oh, is it deeded access? Like sometimes people don't understand how to look up for deeded access or look and see if it's an easement's been platted and things like that. So they just walk right past it. Um, where I have some people, like we talked about in last week's show, that, you know, using the data or the narrative to change it, where they'll say, oh, man, there's two tracks, so it's got to have access. You know, this guy drove to it. And you're looking at it, you're like, I just don't see it. And so do you, you know, you have this balance of people kind of getting their norm and their normal cyclical routine due diligence check where they're not stopping and saying, you know what, let's take a better look at this one piece, whether it's a death on the deed, you know, a granddaughter calls and says, hey, I'm the only one here. And you don't understand that state's probate laws or understand what you need to do to get that cleaned up. And, you know, I'd, I've seen a lot of deals go by the wayside and I've had a lot of deals come to me where it was one extra sheet of paper to sign. Yeah. Well, what's happening is that if you're getting a county that's getting someone's getting multiple offers or uh, or, or whatever, right? There, those may be the only deals you get back mm-hmm. now, right? And and if you just push those aside because you're waiting for a better deal, mm-hmm. then you might not get a single deal out of that entire mailer. When if you work that little bit of Harry one, then all it is is just one extra sheet. Yep. Right. And I I think that's where we got to start like changing our mind and other people that are in this industry's mind is that we may have to start for these more expensive, bigger deals, right? Mm-hmm. We may have to start learning that stuff and putting in the effort and really working the whatever it takes. So you mean we need to become a professional real estate investor? Well, hopefully we're already professional. I would consider myself a professional real estate investor, I, and I, I wouldn't have dealt with that stuff until recently. See, and that's and that's to me is like is the honing of your craft and getting better. And I maybe I'm sh- I'm harder on myself than anybody because I've been 100% complete honest that I say I spend an hour a day looking at stuff to make my craft better. 
and that looking at deeds in certain states. If I'm working, let's call it Oklahoma, and I want to know what a quiet title suit looks like. I want to know who the guy is that's the best guy in that area to do it, and I want to talk to him. Now, do I call him out of the blue? No, I call him if I have something, and then I use him again and again and again and again because once you figure out the process and somebody calls you and says, hey, we, we, and we have a deal like this working right now, Lady, uh, the husband and the lady call. She's like, hey, I'm the great-great-granddaughter of the lady that owns this. We've been paying taxes on it for 40 years. There's no other heirs. I know that deal has probably been passed over by at least, at least 10 other investors. It's 40 acres. It's worth $100,000. We're picking up for 21, and we're going to have $5,000 in legal fees and stuff to clean it up. Mm-hmm. So if I told you, hey, you're going to make hundred grand, and all you spent was $25,000, would you do it? You're like, heck yeah, I'd do it every day, all day. But you don't because you're scared to spend that 4000 bucks. You're scared to spend $500 on a consult with an attorney. Then you can know the process for the next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. I mean, that's why we're, you know, I'm, we're working it now, right? It's yeah. Like I've never, I had never had had to. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like hone your craft. Well, my craft is not buying that stuff that needs that. And I've never had to up until this point. Yeah. I And I get that. And I, you know, we... You know, we see a lot of people get stuck on a coffee method and they're like, well, how do I pick a county now? And how do I do this? And how do I do that? Because it, everything is a new level. It's a new knowledge base. And I know if you talk to me about deeds now, after four years of doing this, and you talked to me four years ago, four years ago, Justin, we looked at you like, oh, uh, I think a special warranty deed's better because it's special. You know, like I would, I, I honestly thought that, like I literally thought when I first got started, a special warranty deed was better because it was special, not because it, I didn't understand the difference. Like I, I literally thought, well, why would they call it a special warranty deed? Because it's special. So special is better, right? Can you, can you just slap special, the word special onto anything and all of a sudden it's better? I think so. I'm special. <laughs> my mom's always told me that. Yeah. My yeah. dad's told me that. Yeah. My wife Your schools. thinks I'm special. Yeah. 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 My bus told me that. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, but that's, that's the, that's part of this growth. And that's why we do this podcast so we can share that. I'd be willing to bet that anybody that's read Coffee Money Real Estate knows what a special warranty deed is. They know that that you're only warranting the the deed or the title for the time you've owned it. And well, that's that's assuming they read it and paid attention. Okay. What, yeah, that's, yeah. That, that could be a big reach, but it's in there. Let's, yeah, let's say that. But that's part of learning your craft and learning it. And so we talk about here on the deal. Like for me, my mindset on this, like for 2020, like I, and I'm, I haven't, I don't think I've even said this to you yet, is like. I'm at the point where I'm looking for a place that I can park a bobcat with a shredder attachment and a blade to where I can do some roads. Like, I'm at that point right now because I think we are missing a huge opportunity in some of these states that have easements, and it's overgrown, and now it's four-wheeler only. Well, shit, I want to take a bobcat up there, drive it with this shredder, just cut my route there and back, gives me two swipes, then I take the blade, and if it's got a hole, I fill it up, and then I get there. Yeah, well, if you listen to the phone call I had the other day... With a guy, <laughs> he told me that was a complete waste of your, his money. So well, that he, was to go Tennessee to Nevada. Yeah. Well, he didn't want to go outside of Eastern Tennessee. Yeah. So, for those of you who have clearly have no idea what I'm talking about, because that would be anyone outside of this conversation. Yeah. Talking to an investor, and he wanted big pieces of land, and he was very vocal and almost aggressive, and like his talk, even though he called me and. Anyway, it was just one of the most interesting conversations I had when because he I, has like ten bobcats, and it just I think it's second interesting. What's the first? Avocado on pizza, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Crap, I forgot all about that guy. Yeah. Avocado pizza, yeah. Well, it's not, not avocado. It's guacamole, guacamole pizza. Yeah, yeah. Guacamole. Don't hit me with that trash avocado. It's got to be guac. It's got to be guacamole. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's... And so 
I guess for me, and that's, like I said, I'm where my head is right now. It's like, how can we continue to get in this now? Do I want to develop it? And do I want to put undertown utilities? No. But if I got a piece of property that I know if I can drive a car to it, it's worth 15, 1800 bucks an acre. And if I can't drive a car, it's worth 700. Is it worth it to spend a thousand bucks? Yeah, I don't know. I know E.B. Farmer, uh, did you see that yesterday? Is that what brought that up? No, no. Oh, E.B. Farmer's releasing a new book where he's talking about how to build roads and yeah. property. Did no, I, I saw that. I saw his thing. And I I like his I like his writing. I like their family. Because it, it's a family, father, son, that use the synonym E.B. Farmer. Yeah, yeah. And I, I really enjoy their their material they put out. It's it's great material, and it gets your mind going, sometimes in places that you haven't done. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, well, as soon as I saw that his post, I emailed him for the oh, did you? book. Yeah, nice. But he didn't respond. He didn't like you. So EB, if you're listening, <laughs> if you're listening, EB, I'm a, I'll give you a review without reading it. If you don't send me one, <laughs> I'll review that shit. I've read a couple of his books and they're good. I mean, I, I like them. They're not. It's not over the top. It's easy to read and it gets your mind going. And I think that's what all content should do, is get your mind going. But my mind is in a place right now that you know you may get into some markets where a few people have hit it in front of you. You may be forced to use a deal that you have to do a little bit of legwork and and work through it. I mean, I I guess I'm so optimistic, I'm so positive about things that there are very few deals that are dead, like you just can't do any with. Like there is always something you can do. Just how much money is it going to cost you to get out of it? And I've said I've bought myself out of problems many a times. That's the big question: is you know, can you buy yourself out of the problem and still be profitable? Good question. Yeah. Anything else? No. All right. Well, I think we're good then. I think I got to rant a little bit. I feel comfortable about it. I got to tease you about coming to an electro I can, show. I can hear you. I, I know before we ever record what the episodes are going to sound like based on your mood for the day. And then you know if I went out the night before <laughs> or not. That's why we record. It's not on Saturday mornings anymore, Justin, or Sunday mornings. <laughs> yeah, those were tough days. <laughs> but it got us here, man. They enjoyed the time with us. Something got us here. Huh? I think it was just persistence. Yeah. Anyway, that's it, guys. It's uh, Monday. Have a good day. Stay uh, tuned because Wednesday we've got special guest Deb from Rocket Print and Mail. She's the uh, mailing extraordinaire. So you're going to listen to that because we get a little granular with things. And mm-hmm. uh, it's a good episode. So, And cool. she's got a, a special uh, discount for people that listen to the show. Yeah, for the everywhere small, small business. businesses. Yeah. That's it, guys. We'll uh, see you Wednesday. See you.